so let's just pretend there's jingling music on. And we'll just improvise it, okay? Yeah, let's go. How about that? Okay. Okay. ADHD explorers. Woo! Exploring the world of ADHD. Ooh, it's so good to see, to be part of community. This is, hello and welcome. Welcome. ADHD Explorers. By ADHDers. We are Ben and Addy, and we are both ADHDers, and we thought we'd just go and explore the world of ADHD, being an ADHDer. And today we're exploring, what are we exploring, Addy? Exploring relationships. So this is our first episode. This is our first episode. First. Yeah, so let's make this a no judgment zone. And I cannot speak. Okay, no judgment zone to anyone. We mention to anyone with ADHD, we're just about love. Yeah, and we're just giving you guys our experience. But it's not just our experience, actually, because what we've done is we've asked our community on the ADHDers Instagram for their stories. So we are looking at dating and relationships, and we've asked you guys to give us your stories and... This is our reaction to it and yeah. our thoughts on it and maybe what we've learned from it. Um, and yeah. we also talk about our own experiences. And fun fact, Ben and I used to date many years ago. Wow. You get from that <laughs> so right many away, years huh? ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, so we, we got the experience of yeah. ADHD on ADHD. But we were both undiagnosed at the time. So, I so you can imagine. On it and being like. What was that? <laughs> it was very fun, but we got nothing done ever. So thus we broke up. <laughs> eight years later. <laughs> eight years later, we're finally getting something done. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Cool. So we've got a bunch of stories that Addy has collected from the ADH Stewart Instagram. Yes. Yeah, so and we've do? collected them up. So, so I guess we'll go through some fails first. And then we can finish on the wins um, because we're doing it as a two-parter. So make people sad at first and then <laughs> come back to feel better the next oh. week. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wait, we, I was saying we could jump around, but like, so people aren't just like, oh my gosh, it's so bad. Because some are really together, you know, like some people shared stories that were like, sad at first because they had a negative experience but then really good after no and it's really hard to like separate them right because I think that's the beauty of people with ADHD is that they kind of like see things from different perspectives a lot of the time so even though like they're upset by it or something bad happened they're also like oh but I learned from it or like but this happened so it was yeah so like there's a lot of like themes that have come up everything from intense emotions Mm -hmm to wanting to feel like you're being yourself on Mm -hmm. dates which maybe we could start with that because that was huge in my life Mm. because um I never knew I had ADHD and I knew I just called it that I was weird okay and so like I had a relationship where it was five months long and I didn't talk to her the whole time because I was just so scared I was like 11. I remember when we first met and you were like, you were like super like, I can't talk to girls. And I was like, what? Like, you're so outgoing and crazy and fun. But like, you had this 
Um, the inner world. Is yeah. Like a different whole pajama party. The whole pajama. Yeah, because like, don't they say that um, we can have this crazy external confidence and then inside it's just super heavy and we're doubting ourselves and uh it would be great to explore the solutions that people have found to that too yeah okay so i'm dating i'm dating again now for the first time in like so i was in a two-year-long relationship that ended in november and i'm like back in the dating world and it's weird because I'm now like super comfortable with myself and like trying to be very much um myself and not like hide any of my quirks and my yeah things about me yeah you go go you go I think this is something that we should encourage oh for sure So, like, this is someone's story. They asked to be anonymous, so I won't say who they are. But I feel like I self-sabotage a lot because I'm not really myself on dates. I always try to be who I think they want me to be, aloof, quiet, and mysterious. That isn't what I really am, though. I'm a bit of a spaz and insecure about (laughs) my looks to the point I got diagnosed with an eating disorder. That part's not funny. Calling yourself a spaz, very much relate. Um, I want to be myself on dates, but I'm terrified that I'm not good enough. Plus, mm. still never had a long-term relationship, so it feels like it is just never going to happen at this point. Tinder has also completely destroyed my self-esteem, and I think it's hard not to get addicted to it when you have ADHD. So, yeah, let's talk about it. I think one of the main uh, issues that I think I've been reading about a lot in the community is feeling like, you can't be who you are because there's like these expectations Mm. that people talk a certain way. They have a certain energy level and we are just a different vibration. You know, we have this like, this like energetic personality sometimes and we can have these outbursts. Like I yell randomly (laughs) just like if I'm excited when I'm eating food in a restaurant, I'm just yelling like yum and stuff like this. And I don't even mean to, it just like comes out and You know, it's just something to be aware of. Like, if I get really excited, I squeak, you know? And I think that, like, I like I when I'm to... eating something, I'm like... <laughs> yeah, food tastes so good. And I think we just experience emotions, like, super strong, you know? Mm. And, like, sometimes when I when, was dating people, like, luckily I, I have a beautiful wife now, but mm. when I was dating people before, they would say, like, um, you're just too intense. That's how they word it. You're too intense. Well, yeah. sorry, love. I'm not for you then. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, <clears throat> I think it's as a woman dating with ADHD, like before and before I knew what was going on, I also had these like super extreme emotions, but like both sides, like, like the happy side and then the sad, the, the sad, yeah. the, bad side, the sad side. <laughs> so like sad and angry also feel very extreme but when you're dating and that first time you're always like excited and yeah there's so much pressure I feel guys are like oh you're you're fun and crazy and um then they don't realize that with that also comes the like not fun side of crazy I don't like being called crazy but you know that's the kind of word that gets thrown at us a lot emotionally exciting emotionally stimulating (laughs) and 
Um, I used to try and like, I think hide that side of me as well. Like um, I didn't admit that I would get angry at things and upset about things. And I would like not show that side of me, but I think you, if you show it or at least yeah. make aware of it early on, then yeah, you're scaring away the people that don't matter. <laughs> yeah. You're filtering them. And that was someone from the community chipped in and was like, it, the best way I've found to do this is because sometimes it can just be shocking for people and they need an explanation for what they're looking at because that people are just babies inside. They don't know what they're experiencing. They're yeah. too fresh. Um, and so they said, the earlier I've told people that I have ADHD, the more easier it's been for mm-hmm. people to kind of like settle into that hot bath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at first it's like, oh, oh. But, but when you when you feel it out, you're like, oh, this is quite nice. It's quite warm in here. This is yeah. quite, quite nice. And, and I, um, um, I, I want to touch on the like, Tinder has completely destroyed my self-esteem. I think it's hard not to get addicted because I kind of relate. I haven't like been dating too much, but sometimes it is just like you get on the dating app to get a dopamine hit and you're just until you get the next match. And then you're like, oh yeah, new person, interesting, fun. So it's gaming us. Yeah, I I can see how that's, that's, it's, it's got, it's hard. And it's almost like, I don't know. One thing that's always helped me is uh, do what you love and the one you love will find you. Mm. And I've held onto that so tight whenever like I got rejected because I was too weird, which happened all my life. You know, <laughs> I thought I was too weird to date anyone. Um, um, but s- but yeah, what did I say? The, <laughs> the <laughs> do what you love and the one you love will find you. That's yeah, always, I love that. That's always felt good in my soul. Because when because, people see someone who's passionate, like yeah. that is beautiful. Like that's attractive to people, you know? That is, yeah. Yeah. When that's I see like you someone can't, who's passionate and doing that. what they love, like that is one of the most attractive things to me. Yeah, and I think that's something for us as ADHDers and the community to like hold on to tight. Is we've got, we've got like these beautiful passions, and I think that's a way to relate it into uh, to being someone that can feel loved and wanted. Is like if you just do your thing, do what you you love to do, whether that's like I don't know wearing nappies or you know um <laughs> underwater basket <laughs> weaving you know there'll be someone that's like wow this person is a unique cherub mm-hmm. and I love them for that you know yay so you moved on to a new story shall we talk about a new, new topic yeah sure so do you want to read this one out? <gasps> let's talk about this right okay I'll read the story <clears throat> This was before I was diagnosed with ADHD too. So I also didn't have an answer. He kind of forced me to live as a serious neurotypical and it made me miserable. No high energy, no playfulness, no rambling about stuff I found interesting. And because of that experience, I now showcase 
I now showcase myself to the fullest to any new prospects. I'm very open about my stimming behaviors, my manic episodes, my childlike mannerisms. And if they don't like it up front, then I move on. Mm. If people try to force me into that bubble again, I know I don't want them near me. Only those who can enjoy and can understand me can stay. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. That was this person. Round of applause for this. They started, they started that by saying in their last serious relationship, um, basically their ex was very serious and mm. them that they um, had to be a certain way and that he saw them as a power couple. And then after that, he started to become strict and like controlling them. Um, so that's from Valerie underscore G or G. So thank you for sharing, Valerie. Um, I love that so much. What you yeah. yeah. So I think that's a great way to like take. Oh, I, I'm going to read out this this bit here. It's like it made me feel ashamed, embarrassed, and depressed that your partner is telling you that your behavior yeah. is normal. Like, oh, yeah. no. like that is the most <laughs> purest thing to be to be yourself and like. What is it about not wanting to be controlled mm-hmm. as an ADHD? Like, we're, I feel like we're free spirits, you know, yeah. we're wanderers, explorers. Explorers. Um, <laughs> and, but um, I don't understand that why, like, I, I don't think it's just neurotypicals who do it, though, but I think um, a lot of people try and tell their partner not to do something because it's embarrassing or it's weird. They're like, don't do that in public. It's weird. Um, Like I'm trying to think. Like I sing in supermarkets because that's my, I feel like it's a stim for me, but I sing all the time. Um, And so like I had this one girlfriend that was like, can you stop singing in supermarkets, Ben? And would get really moody with me. But it's like, my, to me, it's my natural state. And I'm not trying to do it in an obnoxious way. It's just what I do to kind of um, ground myself, mm-hmm. to release some energy. And I'm not like singing stupidly loud or anything. It's just to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, that, I think sometimes it says more about the, if they're trying to be controlling, I think it says more about the other person's like inner rules that they mm-hmm. think. That, that they're caged in by. And I think that maybe ADHDs are here to remind people that it doesn't always have to be the status quo. Yeah, for That's sure. That's so important for, like, the growth of everyone, I feel. I think it's also really sad to, like, because a lot of the times these behaviours, like, like, I've started doing this more often. Like, I'm, I stim it way more freely now than I used to be aware of it and I like do this in public what do you do? I'm excited. She's shaking her hands did you see me listening. uh if anyone who watched our story recently I was testing out these new stem toys on <laughs> it was and I there's this one that's like a little keychain and I literally oh, yeah. did like a like jiggle and throw my hand yeah and yeah I, Previously, never would have shared anything like that. I would have been like, oh, that's weird yeah. to do that. Um, but it's, I'm feeling so much joy in that moment. And yes. to like quash that and tell <sighs> someone to not show that is like basically saying like the way you express joy is wrong. 
like stop feeling joy yeah (laughs) not in here we've got standards to live by yeah it's the same with your singing right I mean it's maybe just like a self-soothing thing but also you love singing so like someone telling you not to do it is basically saying like don't be happy (laughs) (laughs) stop (laughs) stop being happy stop with the happiness it is a bit it is um it's like partners almost have to be like everyone that's said something and said like said something positive about an experience of dating with ADHD has always mentioned um their partners being super supportive Mm. and uh the difference that came about when I had a partner that was supportive like I'm married to her now obviously (laughs) (laughs) um is absolutely a 180 degree turn Mm -hmm. um for people for for partners to embrace that uniqueness and and to enjoy that uniqueness I think uh it's very special and I and I and I think we should just filter out all the other people yeah (laughs) you know thank you move on thank you move on Um, thank you for coming to the show I I like this one your kind of music because it starts with hey lol so hey lol i love i love it this is a big fail it's not even quite dating but i was on a camping trip with a new friend and we hooked up and right afterwards i said you're so much smarter than the others <laughs> meaning the other people <laughs> i went camping with but it clearly came off as other people i hooked up with making me seem promiscuous classic adhd non sequitur and i think it really freaked him out and he got <laughs> me after that trip <laughs> mate yeah uh, communication <laughs> mistakes i swear it's it's always a thing like even like blurting out things oh randomly. i blurted out like so many i like off the top of my head i can't think anything but i've definitely said things to people that are like yeah not what i mean or like the words just came out wrong <laughs> yeah yeah I love that because it, it's not even, it's like, sometimes it's worth it for the story. I don't know. You know, like, things <laughs> are going to happen. say what's on your mind, I, like, without any filter, like. Like, I swear, isn't that what ADHDs do? You know, yeah. we're more unfiltered, like, we have just no filter. in general. Basically, because your prefrontal cortex is like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I think. I've made a conscious decision over the past few years to be more and more unfiltered and I think less and it's way more fun. You know, even oh. when things I live, I like this motto. That's like, do something crazy and see what happens. You know, like obviously make everyone like happy if you can, but like. <laughs> Sometimes there's <laughs> you know, so that's... much work because like, you never know what might accidentally offend someone. And um, obviously if you do hurt someone's feelings, like apologize and take accountability for that. Yeah, yeah. You can't constantly be like walking around, like living your life, trying to appease everyone because then you would never be able to say anything ever because yeah. at some point someone would care, right? What I think is interesting yeah. about this though is that they're like, it made me seem promiscuous. And then he ghosted me like, why <laughs> for promiscuous you have experience and you know what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, if they don't like it 
if they don't like that interpretation that they made up in their own heads, that's their fault. Exactly. We're also both massive sluts or have been previously. So. Thanks for telling everyone. <laughs> Actually, like, Marry why not now. Rocket? We're, we could rock it. We're like, hey, oh. we, I like, it's novelty, isn't it? Novelty is like a huge theme in all of this. Exactly. Like one person was asking about, um, does anyone have any problem being committed? Oh, yeah, I saw that. And, and I, I think that's an interesting topic to explore. Yeah, so I used to, like, really bad. Mm. <laughs> I would get to the three-month point in a relationship and then I would mm. just dip. Yeah, because those first three months, like, there's that, that biological reaction, right, where you're having loads of sex and it's, like, super dopamine, mm. you know? And it's really, and it's like, just that- learning new things constantly about the person and you're usually doing, like, more fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you're making an effort to be nice <laughs> and not bored Or to, like, filter yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Previously. Um, and so, like, I learned recently, I was try- always trying to learn more about relationships, um, that there's, like, different phases. There's, like, that second phase of relationship where you're, like, locked in and you're not having as much sex and what you do from that point on and it was a sex therapist saying this and she was saying like hey like you can explore this and you can explore this and like we've got these two souls that are connected Mm. and like um just in general I think it can be an interesting thing because we're always seeking novelty Mm -hmm. um and we want to know that we're growing with the partner or like something is like going yeah. well. If it you gets know? to that point when you feel like it's stagnant or nothing's changing, I think that's when a lot of us like, bye, like, done with this. Yeah. Also yeah. just the idea of commitment used to scare me. Like I yes. never sign a full year lease. I would never get on a two year phone ca- contract. Yes. I would never commit to a relationship. I was like the concept of committing to something. I thought two years was the longest period of time in the world. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Because anything can happen. Anything can change. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't know what could happen. Things could change. And now I'm like, okay, well, things can change. But also like you can stay in some things. (laughs) That's okay. And sometimes it's actually nice to have like, certainty and regularity yeah and like yeah. that balance as opposed to having constantly everything like yes everything up in the air <laughs> okay this is a good point because I definitely feel like there are dopamine different dopamine triggers for each like uh type of relationship like when you're in that mode where you're like you want to jump around and like see everything there is to see there is a certain dopamine rush in that But Mm -hmm. I've also felt like in my relationship, there is such a dopamine rush that comes from having someone that like, like appreciates me and gives me hugs and lovings Mm -hmm. like all the time. (laughs) And there is a, there's a huge beauty. And I think it's a bit more, uh, what's it called? Serotonin-y rather, you know, it's like a bit more like mm, huggy, huggy, like, I'm I'm not here with the answers mate I'm just I'm I'm sure there is also the whole like I've I found out recently that the whole three-month thing the reason it happens to be 
um, men usually who do that is because in those first couple of months, they literally cannot distinguish between whether or not that you are a good long-term mate biologically. And so they're like super interested in it. And then they think they're falling in love. And at the three month point is when they like actually realize, oh, no, this is not what I want. <laughs> That's when. Yeah. Was... yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I feel like I've hurt some people with that too. I, oh, I'm sure. you know, because, you know, you get drugged on the, on the hormones and and uh, I guess like managing expectations is an art form, you know. And I, mm. I didn't learn it for way too late because I was just like wild and young and things. But I, um, you know, like I didn't know what I wanted either. Um, I've definitely hurt some people that I didn't <laughs> to it because I was like. I fall in love very easily and I get really like caught up on the dopamine of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I love you. I want to be with you. Da, 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 da. And then a month later, I'm like, new person. <laughs> yeah. You're distracted. And um, yeah, that hurt some people's feelings. Um, let's, re- let's, shall we explore a, uh, another thing that someone has shared? Yeah. So this is from Rachel Suits, and she said, well, recently I blurted out that my hinge date and his friends were misogynists because I detected a sexist undertone in something one of them had said. I might be okay with it, though. The thing was, I didn't think I was rude, just factual. Yeah, been there, love, been there. I like to talk in tangents. Sometimes I look at the other person's face and I can't see that they are like, okay. And then I usually try and rein it back in and have a normal conversation, but I'm so bored of hearing about CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is someone that's like true to themselves and the other person is weirded out because we have unique features. Mm. And they're also saying, wow, yeah, people mistaking fidgeting for nervousness and enthusiasm, oh. drunk or high. That is so true because I have been out <laughs> with people and um, I maybe had like one beer or maybe not even drinking, but I get caught up in like the vibe and I get super like enthusiastic and also I fall yeah. over a lot. So you fall over a lot. I just walk into things. <laughs> because i have horrible balance and people think it's you <laughs> yeah like people even like before i knew i was adhd people would always ask like are you high because yeah. it's just how i am you know like yeah i'm high on life nice to meet you what up you know <laughs> it's um it's almost like there needs to be this revolution and just everyone to talk about ADHD random behaviors or for us to say ourselves like hey I have ADHD sometimes it means I'll fidget sometimes and yeah um sometimes I'm really spontaneous and it means I'm really fun but sometimes inappropriate but if you can look past that you'll have so much fun look at me I'm so fun okay (laughs) (laughs) oh but I read I feel that yeah this bit's a little bit as well when they're like when I um it's usually a kick in the teeth because that's usually when I'm relaxed and not policing my own behavior. 
that like when you're fidgeting when you're fidgeting or like or drunk or high fun yeah yeah and it kind of relates to the previous one where like they had the partner who's kind of trying to control their behavior and then when people asking like are you high or like yeah this and it's like no this is just how I am and it makes me feel self-conscious about my behaviors one thing that has helped me is that I could never do a normal dinner date like that was the idea of sitting down and just looking at someone in the eye freaks me out so what I used to say to people is let's go have an adventure you know yes like go on a walk or like go look at some go to a petting zoo I don't know I think I learned that from you and I still say it now oh really (laughs) yeah I'm like do you want to go on an adventure and yeah yeah like why not like (laughs) so I have this amazing friend Tanj who is ADHD and he he calls it cruising you know and I think it's like a kind of free flow um event and you just go in a random direction and just see what happens and those Mm -hmm. are my favorite kind of things it feels like so much more natural than this stiff you know there's a waiter coming over being like hey how are you and I'm like oh I don't know there's social words to say right now (laughs) like what what is how do I say words I don't know but being distracted making the world my fidget spinner feels good Mm -hmm. I feel more I love that and I love to be moving like when I'm on a date, because because when you're moving, you are less Blood flows good. focused on like I feel like you yeah your thoughts flow better. I don't know, maybe that's just me. But I think, I think so. yeah, we should explore that because it's basically like exercise, isn't it? And they always recommend exercise for ADHD. One day I will I will see that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> they always recommend it. I'm like, what would my life be like if what I what would my life be like ADHD? if I did? And then I'm out here like six days a week <laughs> still yeah, you're an inspiration i love how we're both fidgeting with things i got an infinity cube an aluminium I one got this feels one, good what's that keychain they're all from fidgy pops like, i got it looks them. like a yellow eight yeah, what is it like basically. does it pop yeah this pops, it pop this one came out like can you put the the noise of the pop near the microphone so we can enjoy it there we go did you hear that Oh, I didn't. Shame. But let's just pop. <laughs> just pretend that that's the noise. Yeah, it, it's actually quite quiet, which is kind of nice because then, like, the normies. Ooh, let's have a story. Did you hear that one? No, I wish. You're, you're getting a good pop action over at your side. Look, Addy, you're in control of the slideshow. <laughs> let's go. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Stop talking. Or have the, have the fidget spin on one hand and move things with the other one. Okay, we can do that. Wait, this one. Um, pop, pop. Did you do? I like to talk in tangents. Really? Yo. I don't relate to that at all. <laughs> yes. Do you ever, like, when you're trying to tell a story with someone and you've just met them, so this is like dating, right? And then yeah. and they're like, keep trying to get back to the point and you're like, I don't know where the point is anymore. <laughs> just let me keep going. Dude. Okay, for this, I designed this whole like mental system in my head where where I'd listen to someone, I'd like um, almost have a stack of like conversation points that they've mentioned. Like if they talk about fishing, I'd be like, ding, that's on my list of like things to talk about. Um, Because I know that like when I talk about things for too long, people 
get weirded out or I feel like I can just talk about what I'm interested in for forever and I don't stop. Yeah. So, so that's when you have like a special interest thing and then you're like, and this thing that I'm obsessed yeah. with right now and then I'm The just- waterfall. <laughs> you want to fill this cup with water? Welcome to the waterfall. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about this one. Okay, do you want to read it out? Okay, I'll read it. It's a very tricky situation between my boyfriend and me because he's super responsible and he's always trying to give me advice. Like, maybe you should just do your homework right when it's assigned so you're not stressed right before the deadline. But needless to say, it's easier said than done. Then he complains I never listen to his advice or that I don't take it into account. Many times, arguments turn into a bigger mess because I feel like I'm treated like a... Can you see the bomb? Child. Child. Okay. This is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife is looking at me with a big smile because <laughs> I swear that can happen. That happens because. Oh, yeah. Infantilization of people with ADHD and autism. Uh, very real and very. What? Fanti- what's infantilization, like, like making what? someone a child, basically. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like we have these parts of us that aren't so good, like or aren't so useful in a typical modern context, like <laughs> lack of organization of what people normally call organization, you know, and um, it's a different style of life that means we're disadvantaged in modern society. And it mm. leads to this like mothering and parenting relationship. Mm-hmm. And mm. I have definitely had periods with my lovely goob where I am a massive baby and she like, it loses the intimacy because she doesn't see me looking out for myself and it's super uh, sad when that happens and I but feel like definitely played into that like oh you're going to treat me like a child I'm going to act like one then and then oh. I throw a literal tantrum like yeah. like screaming and crying on the floor kind of like okay well this like, is basically wow. I'm not like I, I don't think I'm intentionally doing that train of thought you know but it's basically like I feel like I'm being treated like a child like why can't you do this why can't you just do that yeah we don't like being condescended Mm -hmm. like the best way I've heard it said is we want you to hold our hand but not lead us Mm -hmm. I like that way to phrase it it's like or like lifting someone up so that they can get the thing yeah doing it for them it's like we struggle with self-belief and organizations um Mm -hmm. sometimes and that's why having an understanding partner who can see that and l- love you for your uniqueness mm. and look past those things that are, you know, typically you know, valued in some contexts. Because what do you think would be the advice to, like, neurotypical partners, if there are any listening, like, how would they be able to help their partners without... Great question treating them like a child without condescending them Mm. yeah so one thing that comes up sometimes is I say let me make my own mistakes Mm -hmm. because if if I think I feel like we like to feel like we're in control because our life is so chaotic anyway that if someone else is trying to control it it just feels weird right I don't Mm -hmm. know why that's a thing but it feels like a thing and what I felt like is when I make my own mistakes, I get to learn from them 
on my own, you know, because it's like mistakes are natural part of life. Mm -hmm. You know, they're always going to happen. Like nothing can be perfect. And so having that permission to be fuck up (laughs) yeah fuck up freedom i'd say that tell your partners i would like fuck up freedom please because sometimes those things can be golden diversions you know and take you on a different trip Mm. you know that there can there can be good in them you know when i exit the highway on the wrong exit hey ho it's 10 extra minutes how can we make this 10 minutes great how can we make this really enjoyable? How can we make oh, this? Oh, look, again? new sites. Oh, is that a forest? Yum. Yeah. I love forests. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What would you say, Addy? What would you say to a partner that doesn't understand like why this person seems to be messing up? What would you like their perspective to be? I think, I mean, what you said, like letting people make their own mistakes is so important. Um, and um, being like, I'm, I, I, we're here to help you though, when you do, if you ask for it. Yeah. Um, I think they like to know, partners <laughs> like to know how they can help. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like if I if- ask for it, but so, the problem is that sometimes it's hard to express what you need because we have, yes. I think a lot of us have trouble like finding the right words to explain like what it is we're feeling or thinking. Yes. So, um, Especially when emotions are, are very strong. Yeah. That it's hard. Like we can talk about that. Um, yeah, I think RSD. we should touch on I that like the, in a bit. Yeah, that's like a mega <laughs> one. Let's go, go, go. Okay. So one thing that's come up in so many comments that people have sent us is I have these tantrums I have this these emotions that I feel that are so strong that I kind of you know lose myself and mm-hmm. my partner can be overwhelmed and sometimes scared of me because mm-hmm. the emotion is so strong and I think we've both been there in your and my relationships mm-hmm. and I've just gone through a phase where I'm you know making it up and doing some stuff to make myself more emotionally stable, mainly mindfulness. But one thing that someone said that I saw a total ADHD relationship win um, that I think it would be cool to talk about is they said, oh, fuck, did I just forget my stream of thought? No, <laughs> hang on, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come back. Um, they a... said, okay, they said, yeah. they forewarned them. They said, yes, I'm ADHD. I have, I am, you know, this, 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 and this. And sometimes I have tantrums and I, and I get very mood. I, you know, I feel emotions very strongly. And this is what to do in that situation. Mm, I, think I think that is a win. Game plan, but it's. Yeah. Here's what I need in this situation. So, you it's know, it's so hard recognizing that, like that and, and admitting that as well. Like, yeah, uh, it's 31 year old lady. And I. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it cut out a bit. Say that again. Say that again. You're 31 year old lady. 31 year old lady. And I have temper tantrums. Oh, mate, mate. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm a 28 year old man slash boy child. And I lose 
I get real moody and have attention tantrums and wiggle around on the floor sometimes. That's just who I am. But I'm very fun the rest of the time. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> also, um, I forget who said it, but there's that like famous quote that's like, if you can't handle me my, at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. And I think it's like misaccredited to Marilyn Monroe, but she never actually said it. Someone said it at some point, though. <laughs> it's hard because like on one side, when it happens, when our life is really stressed, it's hard to manage those emotions. It's an art form that I've like been learning this past like two months. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for you I, personally, you used to try and control them like too much to the extreme, right? Yeah, I would, you know, I think this might be a typical story in the ADHD community, but I feel like I, you know, I suppressed my emotions because I felt like bad emotions were the enemy, were only going to be happy. I just mm-hmm. didn't feel them. And so the more I suppressed them, eventually they came out as like yeah. bright, bright bursts, fireworks. And I emotion. think that's like toxic positivity culture, right? Is we're told by like society and by... Oh, just be happy. Yeah, yeah just, just be, be happy, happy all the time. time. And, and like, um, and also then as a man, you're not supposed to express like pretty much any emotions. Like... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Here's some ways that I've, I've seen friends with ADHD that have, have really done well with it. One thing that one of my friends does is they always say what they're feeling. Like if there's mm. a strong emotion inside, they're like, hey, I'm feeling like this. Hey, I'm feeling low on energy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps the partner navigate in that space better because they, yeah. they're, they're not going to push you over the edge if you're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really like that. I've started to do that. Just being like, hey, I'm, I'm really, I call it being low on spoons because I give out <laughs> spoons and I try and please people and I get real low on spoons. <laughs> and sometimes I just don't have any spoons. And so I've, and I think that's, I found that really useful in my relationship just to have a way to say it. That's not yeah. like, who oh, I hit. That's all like down in the dumps. It's like, oh, it's not like, oh, I'm low on energy. Oh, woe is me. It's like, hey, I'm down on spoons at the moment. Yeah. That's just what's up. Yeah. yeah. And acknowledging that I think is so important. Finding the, sp- finding the space to be able to express that when you are. And there's the whole concept of like the red zone, the orange zone and the green zone. Oh, uh, yeah, that's cool. Zone too. is basically like talk to me about anything we can have a tough conversation right now like good. <laughs> I'm calm I'm yeah. chill orange is like I'm a little bit agitated <clears throat> or fully like in the space to hear any kind of negativity right now or like anything that I might perceive as rejection or blame and then red is like do not go there <laughs> probably don't even yeah. talk to me <laughs> Yeah. Or if you in any way like address anything that's even slightly bad, I will probably flip out. Um, but yeah, having a way to signify that to your partner, like you said, yeah. low on spoons or whatever it is, finding that way. And I didn't have that in my previous relationship. Um, I didn't have like a visual signal of I'm not in this headspace right now to talk about this. Yeah. That was when things like got out of hand or got um, very like violent. Wild. Wild. 
and it was a lot. And uh, I, yeah. I, that's again, it's I, I made those mistakes or those things happened, and I've learned from it. And I'm yeah. like growing and taking that into my next relationship. Yeah, you go, girl. We live and learn. That's our yeah. journey, isn't it? I, feel I actually like have. Um, what were you saying? <laughs> when, when we <laughs> when we when we're growing, we feel amazing, and when we mm. feel like we're not growing, we're like. Yeah. <laughs> you know Fuck. um what else was I gonna say I was gonna say um that one way um partners can deal with and navigate the space when their partner is in this RSD super moody red mode <laughs> the red zone um is just the ADHD can share what their needs are in those moments beforehand mm-hmm. you know like, like when you're in I the green zone think about it and be like what yeah. what do I want at this time do I want to be left alone do I want to yeah. hug do yeah I- hugs oh hugs are good that was one thing the the one thing <laughs> that my ex did was that sometimes when I was in this like freak out zone he would come up and he would just like hug me and like a pressure hug and for me that's really like really comforting Um, yeah dopamine mm. I feel like it's like we're diabetics for dopamine you know we need those external sources yeah you know (laughs) give me that little injection so like I've told my wife um to to like hug me when I'm in that zone and she does Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm sure she's a miracle worker or something, but like, it's, it's, that's love, you know, like when someone can just see you at your worst and be like, Hey, I know this is what they need. And for us to prep our partners in advance with just mm-hmm. that, like, it's so simple to just like, yeah. that they know what to do. Like space is a good option. Like if you want space like sometimes I found that instead of sitting and talking it through when you're in that fire zone it's better to like have some space to just let the hormones flow out to breathe to ground oneself again go and punch something and then allowed to punch like a bag (laughs) yeah like I was reading somewhere online that like they have some dough in the fridge or something and that whenever like it was it was a parent with like three ADD kids and they were like, Look, they just, just have like, just go and play the with the dough, <laughs> play with the dough, go play with the dough. And it was that instant tactile, like smushy. It was a, mm. I don't know what it is about tactile. I think the tactile thing brings you back to the present moment, right? Mm-hmm. I think because so. Because you have to feel the millisecond Physical. that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Grounding. Yeah. Grounding. 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 Good way to put it. Going on walks is good mm-hmm. too. I found and like focusing on the sensation of the feet or like the breeze on my skin is freaking ecstasy sometimes. Mm. I don't know if that's weird to say, but hey, everything <laughs> is allowed on this podcast. Anything is allowed. We're explorers. Mm-hmm. I have a yeah. dog, so I find that I like to um, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed, I like to either take my dog for a walk and just watch her because then again, it takes me back to that like the moment and I'm like just watching her and she's so happy all the time like Aww. like dog we don't deserve dogs 
yeah be the best in the world and when you see that it kind of takes you back to them be like oh they're so happy but she also super in tune to my emotions so um once I have my official diagnosis and the piece of paper so I can get her registered (laughs) as an emotional support animal I think do that because she's so like she sometimes gets me when I'm in that orange zone and she knows she'll come up and she starts like tapping my hand or nosing me mm. and I'm like oh you know that I'm already getting to this heightened state wow it's animals are amazing they're it's amazing so intuitive um, 10 points for all dogs other side when I am like worked up just hugging my my dog and letting her like lick mm. the tears off my face <laughs> <laughs> it's so good they you just, have a beautiful relationship yeah the dog <laughs> Get a that's dog. That's beautiful, Addy. Get a that's dog. That's my answer. Get a yeah, dog. Yeah, seriously. Dopamine in a, in a fluffy format. Oh, <laughs> unconditional love. You don't need a partner, really. That's the like ultimate. Should we finish the part one with that message? You don't need a partner. Get yeah. a dog <laughs> or a guinea pig. <laughs> clap, clap. Okay, Addy. What do you think? We did. We did good. it. Yeah. Yay. Great. I feel like that was Thank a good... you so much for listening, everyone. Let mm-hmm. us know your thoughts and uh, share your stories on the yeah. ADH Doers Instagram. And we'll read and them. If through. we didn't get around to reading out your story, um, apologies. I did read them all that came through in the replies, but we only have so much time, and you guys only have so much mental capacity for listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, it's good. We, we stayed focused, we did it. Okay, mm-hmm. groovy. Ding. Boom. Okay. Ooh.